Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Trinity Podcast. Actually, today's episode I'm very, 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 very hyped because I have an amazing guest today in the studio. He's someone I really look up to, he's a mentor. I'd actually like to read out a couple of things about him. And there's so much more, but I'll try and be brief as possible so we don't keep you guys with. I know you guys are ready because you've already seen it, right? So I just eager to hear his voice. So Dr. Abraham O. Shenin is an education leader a youth development specialist, a human development expert. He contributes to the global economy and the kingdom as an assistant professor, life and leadership coach, a youth minister, an author, a speaker, a trainer on life skills. He is a powerful force of driving positive change and transformation in the lives of young people and corporates worldwide, following his life's purpose of raising young people and molding minds. Hmm. He leads young breeds and mind modes, impacting thousands globally. When I say thousands, I actually mean thousands, literally thousands. Because I, I can still recall a couple of times I've had contact with him, you know, at um, Big Ten, during TMC. It's, it's really an amazing time. And I, I was really commending because coming from the fact that he's a graduate of Covenant University himself. And when I heard the story, I was really inspired. I was like, oh God, it's possible. I mean, come on, I'm going to see people that have gone ahead of you gives you that reassurance that everything you're pursuing right now is very, very possible. On today's episode, we're looking at how to discover your purpose. And please, I would like you to grab a note, grab a pen, write as much as possible because it is going to be packed with knowledge. So stay tuned to the end. All right, Dr. Abraham, thank you so much for coming on to the episode today. It's really, really an honor to have me today. Thank you. Thank you, Ayamide, for having me. It's a great privilege and I don't take it for granted. All right. So I, I would just like you to um, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, being a student in Covenant University. How was it like for you? And how did you have to, you know, go by everything until you graduated? Well, that's, that's bringing a lot of memories. Um, okay, well, uh, for me, I think I was very much, I think I started getting wise on time, uh, which is one of the things I help young people do today. Because the time you start to get wise matters in your journey of life. So, you know, you know, my, my dad has been a lover of uh, books and development. So growing up as a teenager, I had books around me. I could, I remember, you know, Bishop Wedeko has this wisdom keys, um, uh, wisdom books, shots, uh, you know, books that I find around the house. I read them and many. So I, I got, I got into the vibe of personal development on time and, so by the time it was for me, it was, was by the time it was right to get into the university it was it was a swift transition, right? You know, and so when I got into school, I continued developing myself. You know, at some point I didn't start having a good academic result in my first year. I think it was due to my motivation. Um, I studied a technical field in the field of architecture and um, you know, I'd always dreamt that when I start the real work from the second year, I was gonna give in my A game. Unknowingly, that subconsciously affected my academics, so my year one result was nothing to write them about. But of course, as we started in year two, um, there was a lot of passion, enthusiasm to the work. Uh, you know, I got my first first class GPA that semester. You know, and by the second semester of that session, I remember I was going to the library one of those days. We were done with the exams, and one of my classmates, you know, saw me walking out of you know Paul Hall and said to me that. Uh, is there anything more than first class in here you know but i smiled you know you know and and i thought it and i thought about it that well 
it's not about first class, but rhetorically, I just responded that it's more about my personal development timetable. So although school timetable ends at a particular time, my personal timetable, you know, continues. So um, it's been a journey of growth. One of the things I'm grateful for in my university experience was what we're discussing about today. Because in my fourth year in the university was where I found my purpose. Uh, so I, I'm so grateful to God about that. Yes, I'd read about it. I'd written notes about it. You know, one time I stole on my 2008 notebook <laughs> and I was writing. I think maybe it was one of the TMC sessions, right? You know, but what happened in my fourth year was I had a practical touch of it, which I know that God is going to help a number of people listening to this to have. You might have written about it and add about it, but it's not practical for you yet. Um, I, I, I trust that that will be your experience. So I think I like to capture my university experience, you know, summarizing it to having a great opportunity to have been in a leadership factory and also having the opportunity to discover God's purpose for my life. Um, that's a joy. Uh, that's something I will never trade. I'm grateful to God for that. Dr. Graham, I, I really like the fact that you're being very open with us today. Having to share your um, university experience. It's something that a lot of people crave these days. They just want someone that can relate and go someone that can someone that's gone through what this stage of their life those that that's gone through it before and someone to like shed light on it for them i think one thing that i really love about your classes one of the things that really intrigues me because i'm also a graphic designer is your slides they are so beautifully designed and it's always very easy reading your notes because the paragraphs are properly aligned the um aldc logo is the right size all those little little things really makes it much more easier to, to read and you also mentioned the fact that you discovered purpose while you were your fourth year fourth year i i know something a lot of people like you said they've written notes about it they they've heard about it they've heard it in chapel services and sermons but the experiential aspect of it is something that is not yet in play in their own lives and i would just like us to not waste a lot of time and i would like you to share because i know there was this particular same class we had where you gave us steps on how we could discover purpose. You mentioned the place of having to discover your gift and having to look at the talents that you have. So how do you think someone in this phase, this stage of their life should go about the discovery of themselves, the discovery of their own purpose? Okay, well, you know, that's a, it's a masterclass on its own, but you could put me on check so that, you know, um, I can go on and on for hours to do that. But all right, so um, because of the context to put to it, I'll add some backgrounds to it. And one of the things I tell university students is that, um, you know, don't get blurred about distractions and especially romantic relationships on campus. That's going to blow you off, you know, pay attention to what matters. So, for example, as a young man, as a young lady, I, I've, I'm still on my journey to finding where God is leading me to. And then at the same time, I'm blurring that with a romantic relationship. I mean, that's like, that's gonna, that's not taking you anywhere. And again, I mean, this is very particular because it pains me a lot every time we see this going on and again and again and again. Because most times, 90% of those relationships don't go out of the university. You know, um, I was privileged to have a mentor who, um, who got also who got things in perspective early on his journey and you know by the time i had found god's purpose and i think i got to the point whereby 
you know, I wanted to build a friend, a friendship. You know, he was the one that I wanted to guide me. Again, because I wasn't just going to, I wasn't just going to play around. Let's say it goes. Let's go out and say it goes. I mean, we're not here to waste away time, right? You know, uh, so I think that's one basic background that university students should get. You can be friends with everybody. I mean, I I've shared a lot about that. You can be acquaintance with everybody, right? But you don't need to be exclusive with anybody yet until you are clear enough about where you're going to. Then you know who is going to come along with you. It's as simple as that. Now, now, so you talked about also having written things about it, spoken about it, or even had people. So there's this connection between your yearning or your desire to your expectation and the, you know, your eventual experience. And God doesn't trade that. God is looking for that longing art. He's looking for that uh, panting art. Um, you know, so he doesn't look at the lips. I, I could say, I could just say anything with my lips, but inside my heart, I don't mean it. So you see, that that's that equation. Uh, that God actually looks for people not won't say they are desperate, but they mean what they are saying. They mean their desire. You say you want to find God's purpose. Do you really mean it? Are you sure? Do you know? Do you know the cost of finding God's purpose? Not necessarily about finding it itself, but pursuing that purpose. Do you know the cost of it? It means you are going to be blind to other things. It means you are going to. Are you? Are you ready to forsake other things that are not in line with your purpose? So. When God looks at if each person's art is able to weigh who is actually serious or not, right? And so that's one basic background that I, I know in my journey also that God looks out for. Um, and the second one could be that, of course, God is always looking for there's this part of our experience as as learners, right? Whereby when you have a good teacher, it means the world to you. You know, think about it when you were in high school. The best of teachers were the ones who could break things down and you could really understand it. So this subject, many people have overlooked it or, you know, I, I remember speaking to somebody and she said, you know, well, I don't even believe it again because, you know, primarily because you've had people who had not taught you the right sequence or you have not gotten it in the right perspective. So, you know, and what we actually say most times is that if you see a result you like and you didn't know how to get it, Rather than saying, oh, uh, maybe they formed it, maybe they gave them, just be calm to ask how. Especially when you get it from the right tutor, a, a good teacher. That's a major thing. So this is one subject that, you know, is commonly, has been commonly talked about, but not by many good teachers. Uh, so, Umrah <laughs> say I, I, I teach in the, in the teens church, you know, and some of my, some of my, um, I think I was I was hearing some people say some things. I think it was even some CU students, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, I can't remember where I read that from. They said, oh, if you say we can find our purpose from this. Okay, so how? Uh, will I just see a place and then I'll just see, you know? And I like that. That's sincerity to say how, right? Now, um, so I, I'll, I'll start with my own story and I think I'll just bring the principles that work for me and other principles that can work for anybody from there. So first, first and foremost, you know, I need to also quickly delineate something. You, I think you mentioned that before I, I go to my story. So there's a place of our potential or, um, you know, our giftings and all of that. But let's quickly delineate that. Again, it's part of the, uh, the teaching and the good teaching. Your potential is not your purpose, right? Your gift is not your purpose, you know, and it's simple. The reason is that I'll I use different analogies to explain and all that, but I'll just try to explain it briefly, quickly. Purpose is that purpose talks about 
most times the answer is the question of why. So if I'm good in graphics, for example, if I'm good in strategy, if I'm good in creative thinking, if I'm good in, and I, I mean, and that's even another discussion. Some people find it difficult to find what they are good, good in, good at, good with. Three different things, right? You, you know, there are some uh, resources that I have on my YouTube channel on that. Once I find the things I'm good at, good in, good with, the next question will be, what do I use them for? That's where purpose comes in. So purpose is not my gift. I'm good in teaching. I'm good in breaking complex things down. I'm good in, you know, bringing people out of their comfort zone. I'm good in speaking. I'm good in writing. Does that tell me my purpose? No. So many people find the things they are good at, good in, good with, but then don't still yet fulfill purpose or don't use those abilities to the maximum use because you have not found what you are to use them for. And if I look at let person A or person B and try to compare their use for my use, I will in the you know I will advertently misuse or abuse that. So I, I need to be very sure what is my own use, redestinated use. I, 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 let me read out two scriptures. I, I just use two scriptures. I, learned, I want to read it out verbatim, and then you just see, you see what I'm saying. Now the first scripture I want to read out is in Romans 8:28. Now this is a scripture many people know so well, but I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. It says, "So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together, right?" for good for we are his lovers we have been called to fulfill his designed purpose that's my emphasis there so god calls us to fulfill his designed purpose so you see that purpose is something already designed you know if i draw some learning from architecture and you when you see a building being built the point is that the building has a design when you see a life being lived it's not your own life your life already has a design so God said, we already have a designed purpose. That's one. Now, there, here's the second scripture I like to read. Um, and, and there's something I like everyone listener to do when, you, when you're done reading this scripture yourself. You like to personalize yourself. But then I think it will be more exciting when you personalize it with your discovered purpose. I'll give myself as an example. So Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 3 was talking about the spirit of the Lord, same for passion, the spirit of the Lord is upon me he has anointed me for a special purpose now this is talking about jesus right professor isaiah is talking about jesus he said the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me for what a special purpose so everyone has been anointed for a special purpose and he goes on and says he has anointed me this is talking about jesus now so he now tells us what is a special purpose so he continues by saying he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor is that so he has sent me to repair broken hearted now, so this is what we now call purpose statement. You, and God was, this is the entire purpose statement of Jesus at the Messiah being unraveled, opened up. He continues and says, He has sent me to, to declare to those who are held captive and bound in prison, be free from your imprisonment. He has sent me to announce the year of Jubilee, the season of eternal favor for, for our enemies, to be a day of wrath. And if you go on and on and on, you see the purpose statement of Jesus, the Messiah, revealed, opened up, plain. It wasn't assumed. It wasn't guesswork. That's why, you know, one day I stumbled on um, one of my referred role models website, Dr. Miles, um, Dr. John Maxwell. And I, I was in love with the about page. Why? Because it was very specific on God's purpose for his life. It wasn't like, you know, it was specific. I loved it. I said, that's what I love. 
I don't want to read about or profiles that say he started in XY organization and he moved to XY organization. Why did he go to the organization in the first place? What was the purpose for his leaving? So you find that from every visionary, you see that the purpose statement is always defined. It's not like guest. It's defined. Now, so I paraphrase the scripture in my own way. Look at what I put it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Tana is on me. The Lord has appointed me for a special purpose. He has anointed me to do what? To raise young people, to mold minds, to repair the stunted growth and the lost identity of young people, to instill in their heart the fear of God, to teach them God's ways. Are you seeing it now? To bring them to his knowledge, to establish his word in their life. He has sent me to build youth development centers across the world. That was what we saw in that verse. Now, see, but most times the gap comes in the fact that you don't ask a stranger to marry you. So we want to ask God about, our, 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 about his purpose and plan for our life. Purpose is simply the lump sum of God's plan for a man's life. Lump sum meaning God tells you the entirety, the next 50 years, the next 30 years, the next 40 years. It's the lump sum. So, but then you don't ask, there are some questions you can't ask a stranger. Is that so? I can't just meet you on the road and then I ask you, oh, can you pay my school fees? Or meet you on the road and say, you know, that you can ask for maybe if you, if you misplace your transport fare, you can ask, and people, people do that on the road. And say, so, oh, okay, no problem. Yes, a thousand error. Yes. You know, um, you know, this. But there are pertinent questions a stranger can't you can I can't just mention and tell you give me your give me your ATM pin. You can't I can't you can't reveal that. So this is where the friction comes. And if we stop here, I think the message is passed. You want to ask God about his purpose for your life comes from a place of what? Relationship. So most times, you know, when I'm coaching on purpose, sometimes, you know, we can even close the class by saying, if you don't have a relationship yet, that's your first action point. Start building a relationship with God. Not even asking for purpose. We saw in scriptures cases whereby these people were not even asking God for purpose. God just came at their own instance. Moses at God's instance. The same with Dr. David Oedipo at God's instance. Seek a quiet place. So these people were not even seeking for it, but from the bowel of their relationship with God, they, they, God came to and tell them, this is what I actually wanted to focus on. So, if that relationship is not there, that's the first thing to build. And relationship takes what? Time. Time. Time is a factor of relationship. It's in the place of relationship I know God. Paul says that I may what? Know Him. It's a place of relationship I know His voice. It's a place so I, I can't get... So, when we now get to the deeper depth of the purpose, and then I, I'm going to tell you that God told me, and I said, how did God tell me? That's the thing. You missed the point. The first course we took in year one was the 101, knowing God. So if I've not taken and passed that course, I need to first go settle there. I want to know more. So I get more resources on how to know God, knowing God. Those are, those are how God speaks. Those are courses I need to first take in my one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. When those are settled and I continue to build on it, then God can come as assistance or I can go to him and say, Lord, tell me what's up. Is there more, is there more to my life? I, I, and I'm talking about is there more to my life. That was... That was the sincere, vulnerable prayer I asked God. You know, because we're in the fourth year, you know, and my, uh, we're working in, it was the second semester already. So we're working into this class, and then, you know, my classmate, very dear friend, uh, Bordering is his name, he said to me, as we're just working in casually, uh, because I, I, didn't, I don't even know if he thought about it, because I've asked him years after, do you remember we were working into the class? He told me this, he said, I can't remember. I felt it was just an angelic intervention just like some people's you know some people listening to this this just that intervention goes brought your way 
So he said to me, like, okay, so Ibrahim, where we are done from school, you know, that kind of thought you have in year four or year five, as the case may be, your graduating session is school. Is there what's what's next after school? I know I you know, I, I'm like, okay, like what's next? Normal thing now, what's the normal thing? What's next after school? If you, for example, if you live in Nigeria or in most countries, there's always the national service year for most graduates. So you go for that. And then when you're done with that, as the case may be, you get it, you look for a job. When you look for a job, what do you do? Do the job. And then they come to a point and say, settle down, aka get married. And then after you get married, they say, raise children. After you raise the children, let them raise you. And afterwards, every time I've asked this in my speaking sessions, people say, die. That was the stereotypical way of life that we saw. Actually, some of our parents live that way. So many of us are repeating the same script we saw. But here is it. The Apostle Paul comes and says, we cannot but stop but speak the things we have seen, we have had. Our hands have touched of the word of truth. Now, so, if you have not experienced something like we said earlier, it does not mean that it's not true. You can find out in depth from veritable, you know, uh, teachers what God says about it. And for the first time, I felt so embarrassed when my classmate, you know, when Bodhi asked me that question, I felt so, I felt so, I couldn't give him a response. So I felt, I felt, I felt embarrassed. You know, I mean, if you ask typical first class students, they will tell you that ego stinging thing, you know. So, I mean, someone likes this question, they have an answer to it. So, but again, I think at that time, I had some form of relationship with God. Um, you know, I'd given my heart to Jesus in 2004. In 2006, I'd gotten baptized in the Holy Ghost. So by 2011, yes, I had some relationship with God. Yeah, I know some of, I mean, I, I was, I've, I've been a growing Christian. I remember, so I went to my hostel that evening, felt so very bad. You know, the rest of the day was just sad and all that. And I remembered scriptures like Jeremiah 3 verse 3, in retrospect now, call to me and I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things you do not know. It means that if there's something you do not know, God says, call to me. Not even your parents, not even your closest friends called to me and that day i took three days out to pray and fast about this question that my friend had asked me and never had an answer to that was my own vulnerable form of finding answer to him just from my understanding from that scripture so i took three days out to pray and fast about it and you know every evening i come to break in the hostel so i was in my room h204 joseph all that day and you know thank you god on the third day of my fast to close and so in my spirit, I begin to hear these words. I'm sending to young people, teach them my ways, instill in their heart the fear of God, establish my, my word in their lives, be development centers across the world. And I was writing those words I was, I was hearing, you know, God put in my spirit. Um, so of course, in your journey of purpose, I had gone back to God in several instances to ask, okay, so tell me about this. Okay, so this is the course I'm studying. How does it connect to this? Especially when there's, you know, um, you know there are no invariants. I mean, or where there's a variance rather. Um, and now I help younger people find this early because if I had found God's purpose on my life on time, that would have given direction even to your course of study and several courses of study. There's no one course of study that's going to prepare you for your course of life. Yeah, there are going to be several courses of study. Some will come by formal, some by non-formal, some by informal. So because of my purpose um, and God, so actually like, I need to qualify that it's not actually your purpose, it's God's purpose. Because of God's purpose, I've had to do a lot of learning from psychology to sociology to neuroscience um, to education 
to life coaching, to youth ministry, whatever will prepare you for God's purpose for your life, that's your education. Anything else of that is just mere schooling. Uh, and that was my experience. And, you know, um, God said in John 16, verse 12, I have many things I want to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. So think about it. God wants to unveil his purpose for your life. But the issue is you can't bear them now. That's why we go back to the one-on-ones. And the one-on-one is the relationships. Building my intimacy with God, my koinonia, my partnership with God. So, um, you know, I know, I mean, I have also written a lot of resources on this and um, I know many, many resources around the world are, are, across this. Um, you know, I, I, I will get there, but this is the point I even want to emphasize that purpose is not about psychology, it's not about sociology, it's a divine thing. So that was just the point I wanted to make about that. Um, you, so if I know that this is where I'm going to, why try to go like this? Some people say, okay, what are you good at? What are you passionate? I, I, those things are indicators. They are to help you fulfill the purpose. So if I have a relationship with God, God can tell me directly what is the purpose. So I don't need to be forming stalls and then and all of that. Uh, so it's easier to even share this with faith people because if you have a relationship with God, then he's your father. He's also looking for you to find this. Now, I, I also need to also shared other principles i know has helped other people that was my own experience by that still small voice of the holy spirit many years after and you know all through because of my purpose fulfillment either since that time i was also seen other other um confirmations and i've also had other people's story which also ties to that i'll give you an example for some people they were reading a verse of scripture and that verse jumped out of the scripture from the bible and that was the assignment that was their purpose now lest i forget i need to also say this now there's the generic purpose of god for man then there's a specific purpose of god for man the conversation we're having today is about the specific purpose of god for the man not for man for the man for so for each creation god made there's a specific purpose for the man for the man adam there was a specific purpose for the man, I omitted the specific purpose. For the man, Abraham, the specific purpose. However, the generic purpose of God, we see it in Genesis 1, 28. We see it, we are born to dominate, to, you know, have dominion, replenish the earth and all of that. To praise him, to worship him. That's why he created us. Whilst you're doing that, there's a specific purpose that God had for having to send your spirit to the earth. And when you are done with that, he's going to call your spirit back home. So, Apostle Paul could confidently say that i have what finished my course how do you know if you have finished something if you didn't start it you're writing an exam how do you know you have finished it if you didn't start it so that means he knew when he started and this was a person we saw his accounts in Acts chapter 9 he was living a life of abuse before i mean people used to think the life of abuse was a bad life <laughs> can i share with you that a life of abuse is not a bad life in today's world, a life of abuse is a good life, only that it's not the right life. There's even between, you know, before those, before now, you know, the contention between bad and good. Now the contention is not between bad and good, it's between good and right. So you can be doing a good thing, but it was not the right thing for you to do. Apostle Paul, formerly so, was doing 
what we can say a good thing in code though it was bad persecuting christians but they were paying for it for it don't you think so he was living large he had a good you know bank account every time he was back from the mission they gave him a tip a bonus so he was not poor he had an entourage every time they were going on the trip so what was it he had all the material things so if you saw him on instagram today and he posted his trip oh we're just back from damascus he took a selfie you will like it guy and a man you be what's up well done you give him a thumbs up because you see all this this entourage alone the beautiful vehicles the suvs and all of the you see and you see that this guy is living large but god said he wasn't fulfilling my purpose he was wasting his life and that was what happened to him on Acts chapter 9 and that amount account where he was going to get to damascus but there's something we can learn from his life in verse 6 if you look intently he asked the lord a question that opened up his purpose most times for us, it's really now what where there's a lot of hustle and bustle of town. You don't even have that quiet time with God as it as we should often have. You don't need to go to God emphatically. So by verse 6, he said to the Lord, Lord, what will you have me do? So you and you don't assume this. If you read Proverbs 3, you know, um, there's there's a version I like that puts it this way. He said, Don't assume anything. You don't know it all. Trust him for everything. You're right? When he asked the Lord that question in verse 6, if you look at the rest of that chapter, that was where the purpose finally opened up. He was first blind, gone into the city, met Ananias, and then I've called you to preach my name to the Gentiles. You don't assume this thing. Irrespective of your age, your level, your new, you don't assume it. What day did God tell you this purpose? What day did you find it? So every year I celebrate two birthdays. April 12th, I found why I was born on June 4th. So your birthday is not just about cutting, cutting cake, taking photo shoot and having, but that's as good as those things are. You come to a point whereby April 12th is more important than June 4. Sometimes you may even forget June 4. April 12th is what gave essence to June 4. Are you seeing it now? So some people find from the volume of the book, just as Jesus, when we read in Isaiah 16, Isaiah 61, 1 to 3, it was written of, of it in the volume of the book. So Jesus was reading, if you look at Luke 4, 18 as well, he found a place where it was actually written of him. So literally, every one of us, we can find a place where it was written of us in the Bible. So for me, let me, I'm going to read one or two examples of those scriptures that, that were like that experience for me. I'll read it verbatim as well. If you look at, so my first experience was 1 Timothy 4, 12. That was my first experience. I, I had a kind of, Reading that scripture, let no man despise that you gave me kind of goosebumps, and I was like, This is me. You know, I, I like this easy version. It says, You are still a young man. This is Paul talking to Timothy, but everyone should be respect you as a leader in the church. Now, show believers how they should live. Be a good example. Remember, God had told me by the still small voice of the Holy Ghost, teach teach them my ways. Now I see a verse that tells me, tells me, teach them how they should live. That's God speaking to me. That's my purpose. I found it from the Bible. You know, what they should do, how they should love, how they should trust, how they should do what is right. Some years back as well, I found another scripture that was very endearing to me. Mark, Micah chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. You know, but when all is said and done, this is the message version. God's temple on the mountain, firmly fixed, all nation will flow into it. That's how you know, the king just put it. People will stream to it, and many nations will come to it, saying, Come, let us climb to the mountain of the Lord. Now, look at IES. He said, It will teach us how to live. 
we will know how to live God's way. That's my purpose. God said I should teach them how to live God's ways. So you can read a version of a Bible or a, you can read a portion of a Bible and that portion is speaking to you about God's purpose for your life. It's in the volume of the book. You'll find what is written of him. The third scripture, this third scripture is, is very uh, nostalgic for me because my dad sent it to me some maybe one or two years ago. I mean, he just sent us maybe one of his WhatsApp messages to me. And, and when I looked at the scripture, I said, what? This is me. And, you know, it dawned on me one day whereby I was going to, I asked my, I, I, I was thankful to God that my parents gave me the name they gave me. That's, you know, sometimes we take some of these things for granted. So it dawned on me that when God said, I'm saying to young people, oh, there was no better name I should bear than Abraham, father to the nations. So here was the scripture he sent to me, Genesis 18 verse 19. For I have known, this is talking about Abraham, I have known him, he's going to command his children. So I paraphrase it in my own purpose as well. For I have known, chosen, this is amplified, you know, I have known, chosen, acknowledged Abraham Ocean as my own, as so that he may teach and command his children and the sons of his house after him to keep the way of the Lord. Do you see what is concurrent in all those three scriptures? The way, the way of the Lord. And to do what is right and righteous so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. So, and humorously, God gave me a wife with Sarah. Is God not good? <laughs> of course, it's not by the connotation of names. I didn't even know she was Sarah for, for a long time. You know, when I knew her, uh, Sarah is actually a middle name. Her parents gave, gave Olukemi as her first name, right? You know, but Sarah is more connected to the purpose. Praise God. <laughs> You know, so, so you see, in, 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 in recap, I, I showed you those two connections that some people could be that still small voice and everything works together. It's just like in today's world, we talk about hybrid, right? Blended learning. So your purpose should be discovered in that way, right? You, you, you should have that walking, talking relationship with God. And you should also be able to see it connected, see it from the volume of the books. You know, there's actually something I, I put up in my... There's something I put up in my uh, in my book, um, uh, the next chapter. I, I'm going to even read an excerpt as we close. You know, when we're about to close this, I'm going to go and read an excerpt from that book. So these are two materials I would recommend to anybody who wants to maybe uh, learn from more of my more curated work on, on purpose, aside some of the video trainings and courses I have on it. For books, two key books I recommend um, is uh, uh, a copy of this. I don't know if you have a copy of this. Okay. The next chapter, how to navigate the next season of life. Um, whether you're out of school or you're, you're not within school, next chapter. I have um, some dedicated chapters, especially chapter um, chapter two and three and four on purpose, right? Um, the second book I recommend is um, Living by Design. Go from existing to truly living out God's purpose for your life, uh, living by design. I did a lot of similitude from architecture there you know, into um, the context there. So I, I think, um, would you want me to share the excerpt? Okay, so let me share an excerpt. And one th beautiful thing about this, as I close my thought, is that I put up in, uh, this is, um, this is, um, this is, I think, chapter three or four. I listed out, I listed out 12 questions. When you answer these questions, you can literally articulate your purpose statement. You know, it's it's as simple as that. So the first question is this. What is the 
pressing, what is that pressing impression you have had for a very long time in your spirit about God's plan for your life? So most times, God has been putting that longing impression on your heart. What has been that longing impression upon your spirit? And of course, I'm sure you are, you know, you know, you're, you're conscious of the fact that purpose is not going to be found by your brain or your senses. No. You know, I used to put it this way that, you, you know, you, it's, go, it's not going to come from your senses, but from your essence. So your brain can't capture, it's going to come to your spirit. That's why you need that spirit relationship. So the, your spirit is the only connection God has with you on the earth today. Right? So when we talk about concept of new birth spirituality, is the fact that when I make a phone call, I didn't see the sound wave travel like this. Ooh, boom. I just can know that's hi, hello. Hi there. This is Dr. Abraham. Oh, good to hear from you, sir. How did you know? How did you recognize the voice of your caller or your receiver? So God gave us our own repository of his spirit. The same card in our own, as it were, phone case, our body. Is our SIM card. And your SIM card is the telco that connects you to heaven. So God wants to drop, you have a night vision. Suddenly you wake up, there's an SMS waiting for you to read. God has shown you a vision in the night because your spirit is connected. You are up in the day or while praying or at God's instance and God speaks to you in your spirit. In, and this doesn't even have to mean, you know, because for young adults especially, they, they, they're trying to wait for majestic utterances as it were. And so most times you are waiting to God to speak to you the first time you want to choose who to get married to. Come on, that's late already. You're going to even miss it much more that way. Because it's going to be confusing. I want to hear the Holy Spirit speak to me in every seemingly, seemingly small detail. From the clothes I want to wear today, to the color of pen I should use in that exam, to what balls I should take to whether I should choose the flight, to all those seemingly small things. The submission of that then now comes to him sharing with you more detailed things. And then you, you already recognized his voice. So it's a spirit connection. The second question here is the one we just talked about. What scriptures have, come, have you come across before that arouses your spirit with what God will have you do in life? The third one is this. What has been those persistent thoughts and desires God has impressed on your heart? for a while now since you have started reading this book and before now number four what has god told you about the reason he created you and the reason he sent you to the world number five for what cause are you born what problems has god called you to solve that's you always see a connection between god's purpose for your life and the problems he has called you to solve so your problem is tied to the problems you solve if you look at uh, you know bishop Edipu, for example the problem was defined, liberate the world from all oppression of the devil. When I was reading the paraphrased version of Isaiah 61, 1 to 3, I mentioned those problems. If you notice, they're in there. There's, your purpose is always connected to the problems God wants you to solve on the earth. That was why you have to send your spirit. Your spirit was just in heaven praising God. Hallelujah. And when God just looked at you and said, Hey, are you ready? Go to the earth. Solve this problem. One to two. Do this. When you're done, come back. And so, you see, one of the assurances for us as young people is that God is going to give you the length of time, which, aka lifetime, to fulfill his purpose for your life on earth. And when you're done, he's going to call you home. So in, 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 you know, in, in the faith, we don't, we don't mourn when believers go to be with the Lord. 
they, they, they are just transiting. They were sent here in the, in the first place. And um, the length of time is to your choice. If you agree with God and the length of time he has agreed. Dr. Miles Moro of blessed memory, beloved mentor and role model, always puts it this way, die empty. Don't let the grief take any of the things. Die empty. Right. The sixth question I put in here is, who is God sending you to? Every purpose is assigned. Who is God sending you to? Yes, it's to people. Which people? Where are they? And what will God have to do with them? Number seven, what message has God sent you to deliver to the world? So inside your purpose, and of course, I'm sure we know already that your purpose is not about those called into the fivefold ministry. You know, I, I just know within myself that people listening to this currently, people, you see people's purposes in industry, in manufacturing, in energy, in finance, in agriculture, in ministry, everywhere. God, you see, do you think God doesn't want a, a very perfect ecosystem? God wants his kings and his priests across all the domains he has created. So he wants to send you as the priest to that domain. So, you know, you know, because sometimes for some people, they, they, because of what they have seen around, they feel, oh, this purpose for God to have been calling me to do this, maybe it must be a church or it must be. But then you don't assume, don't assume your purpose based on, God can give you a purpose that you have not even seen a track record of it before. Or you might see someone that has done a bit of it, but then the ones he's telling you doesn't. You've not seen examples. You might be the one to, you know, to uh, to blaze that trail. Number seven, number eight. Now, what have you seen about the great and mighty things God has planning to do? On what have you seen? Now, let me explain this. There's always been like this, you know, convolution about purpose and vision. Purpose is what you know. Purpose is so. God tells me. Um, I'm saying to young people, you still in the other field of God and all of that. Vision is me seeing it. It's as simple as that. Vision talks about sight. So, you know, what I tell people is that picture your purpose in 3D. Picture your purpose in 3D. You know, in architecture, for example, before a building is done, we are already shown the 3D visual. This is how it's going to look. That's what, that's what visioning means. So I can convert my purpose to 3D. Everything God has shown me, I now put them in pictorial forms. I shut my eyes, get to my room, turn off the light, and I'm taking my mind to the fulfilled version of my purpose. You see that now? I'm, so what I'm trying to tell my mind is this thing is already fulfilled because that's what God has done. Your purpose is not straight to God. It's fulfilled. It just causes it to come started. So that's what, that's the context of vision. Vision is the purpose in three dimensions. The night one here, uh, night question is, what did you see about the solutions, the impact and the contributions that God has planned to do for you to do throughout uh, your life for the kingdom and humanity? What do you see? What are the solutions? What are, that, that talks about legacy. What impact? What contribution? That's, uh, that takes you to becoming a leader in that purpose. Number 10, then this is the concluding part. Now go ahead and read through all your previous responses carefully. Reflect on each sentence. See the recurring theme. You see that now. Note them down. Watch out for similarities. Afterwards, attempt to summarize all of your responses in one paragraph. You know, so if you say you have not gotten that, uh, that still small voice, you know, you know, in specific sentences, then do this. Put them together and then, you know, uh, summarize, in one, summarize all of your responses into one paragraph or two or three sentences. Write it out. As simple as that, right? 
and then you know that's the synopsis of your purpose statement then you can also take it a step further study about each keyword that's verse number 11 now um what they really mean study about them you know let me give you this funny stuff that god helped you know, god's so, god such an humorous god it, it brings out you know joy from different things i was speaking with you know a dear friend yesterday you know god had told me about the fact that we should have a vision sharing session and then guess what when he shared his vision with me the day god showed him his vision was the same day god showed me my vision come on this god god i was at a three-day experience april 10 11 and 12 2011 god showed him his own april 11 2011. now after god i never knew the word instilled from dictionary before it was the holy spirit i had that word from the first person i had that word from so when this people tell me it's still in their heart so every word you hear from god go and study each one of them so i take out the word instill and i punch it into google for the very first time what does it still mean my god it still says pouring something gradually so in your work with young people it's not a one-time dash pour gradually that's where we talk about the point of curriculum for example you know pedagogy sequencing the experience the learning gradually that's how you work for me the last one year number 12 read your synopsis again that full 32 33 seven you've come across to and try to do something if you have got the spirit of god in you to help you um um it may look demanding but here's the task since you know your synopsis i want so I, some people I, now this is what i'm trying to summarize there was a long sentence summarizing to a a, a title maybe a, a, a catchphrase so i this was what i did i summarized my purpose into a catch it's a, a simple title a, a catchphrase and i call it raising young people more than minds i have the full version but i also have you know the two to ten line words of it this is amazing this has been a very very amazing session cecilia i thought i knew something oh god i don't know nothing <laughs> i've been to learn from you in person it's it's been very 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 amazing and i'm very grateful to have you on the show today even though full time I, I would stay here all day but i know these guys they, they want to take a break i'll come back and all but um you notice that dr abraham shared explicitly from his book i mean apart from the amazing nuggets i've been to uh, having to tell us that purpose discovery of purpose starts with the discovery of god for yourself having a proper relationship with god and telling us also that are you actually serious about this purpose you, you're talking about are you serious about it but you share even more from this book this book right here, the next chapter i'm so do we have this um in art copies i'm um, in school available in school we we don't have much art copy but you could if you're outside of nigeria you can get on amazon i think you should be able to get that sh soonest and then if you are in Nigeria, I mean, just get to my website, sibrambotion.com. You see the tab, you can get uh, an electronic copy um, of this and any other uh, book that will be available to you. Yeah. So you just check out his website. I'm sure he has. You wouldn't mention the YouTube channel. I never knew about that. I'm, I'm, first way, I'm going easy then. Talking about that, I have a playlist on purpose and clarity. So uh, just put in my name on YouTube and you will see a playlist i have about maybe 10 or more videos on it if you want to really immerse yourself in this experience you know, so this is how learning works learning is like is like this podcast episode for example is like i just sprinkled water on you so if you want any more animation go soak yourself inside so you create your learning plan just like you create your diet plan next 13 days and the boil of that like i went on a three-day prayer and fast i went on a three-day prayer and fast and the boil of that so 
that will help you know you can create that uh, from that playlist and sequence how you want to go through it finish that through i mean that's as accessible as possible to you so um i think i recommend an immersion as well um thank you so much for that so i would i would actually put a link to his website um the youtube channel um his social media pages all right so please trinity army come on show love just check it out i'm sure it will bless you it's actually about you it's about me it's not even about him it's about you getting better and if this resource if he has made these resources available for you you really want to maximize it i would check and see if we could get other copies of this because i really like to give out to an ad copy to at least two persons who would engage you would make sure you watch these videos you would um visit his website and do a couple of things that would you know get to communicate to you on our telegram channel and then you have to win you get to win a copy of this book it's a change your life trust me i'm getting one of myself <laughs> i'm getting one myself so dr abraham thank you so much for coming today thank you i'm i'm thank you uh thank you Media and the entire crew our trinity podcast amazing work here um thank you for you know paying it forward and enlightening the world um thank you for this this is you don't know how much you know you have in, you know enlightened the world knowledge is light and you can't trade light for anything. Thank you for doing this and thank you for the consistency of the purpose. I'm praying that this grows in leaps and bounds in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Right. Thank you so much. I, I really hope we could bring you later in the future to talk about more things because I know it's just like it's up and we are just bringing, you know, we brought like a cup and the cup is full now. We need to like chuck that up and then when we're done, we quickly come and get more. So I, I trust that by God's grace, later in the future, we'll still invite you for more and more. So thank you so much, Sal, for coming. Really appreciate it. And so guys, please make sure you like this episode on Spotify. Send it to someone. Trust me, you really have to send it to your friends. That your cosmate that has been disturbing you is like, they don't even know what they are doing in life. They really, really need this. So you have to share with them. Make sure you also, you know, join our Telegram platform. We have um, a community of persons that are passionate about people's discovery. So if at any point it's like, you're not really getting something, just in that family, that um, community energy, we have that. So just make sure you join our telegram platform the link is also in the description of this podcast and also the youtube channel his website you should get to know this one you should get to know this one all right so please just check everything out in the link in the description of this podcast and i will see you in the next episode all right.